Well, the Washington Nationals are officially on a pretty big losing skid right now, dropping four straight games, blowing a 5-0 lead to the St. Louis Cardinals yesterday. What went wrong? What went right? Hint, not a lot went right. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I'm Ryan Clary for all the everydayers out there. You know where to find me at Ryan Clary11 over on Twitter where you can catch all things Washington Nationals there and as well a little spice it up with some other sports as well. But on today's show, a little bit later on, we're going to get into a must win game two of tonight's series against the St. Louis Cardinals. Mackenzie Gorday, we know we love it here and I think the Nationals have a pretty good chance of bouncing back tonight at least I hope. Second segment, this is a little bit of a deep dive conversation here because if you look at the prospects down on the farm right now, besides James Wood, you have Robert Hassel and you also have Elijah Green, a top five pick in last year's draft. Are these guys going to affect what the Nationals do in the MLB draft in 2023? Because there are a lot of outfield prospects that will be in consideration for the Nationals at number two. We're going to get into that and really how it affects what they could do in the MLB draft or if it does affect it at all. I'll answer that question, but let's recap last night's loss. Let's get this out of the way. It's a 5 nothing game. When it's a 5 to nothing game and the Nationals are winning, any team in baseball is winning. The expectation, you win that game. You win that game, and you smush the other team. That is not what the Nationals did in yesterday's game. They jumped off early, scoring three runs in that first inning. They scored two runs in the second inning, led by Lane Thomas, led by Corey Dickerson, Luis Garcia. Those guys were the highlight of yesterday's game. Two former Cardinals, by the way, with Dickerson and Lane Thomas. Then we get in the third inning. Josiah Gray gives up two runs. It's fine. It's a 5-2 game. You have some padding there. You still have a three-run lead. No problem. But if you know this Nationals team, you had to know, oh, no. Five to nothing sounds a lot better than five to two. Because you're already thinking ahead. You're already thinking ahead because we've seen this. We've read this book plenty of times this year. It's five to two, you say? Josiah Gray can't go nine innings today. That's out of the books. So what's got to come in next? The Washington Nationals bullpen. But no, no, no. Josiah Gray, let's put it this way, did not have his A stuff to say the least. Josiah Gray, while he looked amazing in those first four innings, in that fifth inning, he gave up four earned runs, making it six total earned runs for today. And really, probably his worst start, in my opinion, since his first outing against the Atlanta Braves on a Saturday. After opening day, that has been his worst start 
since that game. And it hasn't even really been close. Now, here's the thing. With how good and how well and how much improved that Josiah Gray has been this year, no one should be upset. No one should be mad. No one should be feeling any type of way. Don't you get worried against Josiah Gray. Because let's put it this way. This Cardinals offense is a lot better than what it says on paper. And on paper, what does it say? That this is one of the worst teams in the National League. A bottom three team in which the Nationals are now two games back from those St. Louis Cardinals. They are in dead last along with the Colorado Rockies. And it's not a good place to be. Let's be honest. But this Cardinals team is a lot better than what it says on paper. It truly is. When you have a lineup that consists of Jordan Walker, one of the top prospects in all of baseball, Nolan Gorman, former top prospect, when you have Paul Goldschmidt, an MVP, Nolan Arenado, an MVP, Tommy Edmond, really good baseball player, Brendan Donovan, really good baseball player. All those guys are impact hitters when it comes to their offensive game. All of them. All of them are. As we saw yesterday, Brendan Donovan making that long home run, which where I was sitting in yesterday's stadium, it was a lot longer than what it looked like on TV. I'll just be honest there. Now, with that said, Josiah Gray just blew it up yesterday. He blew up. And that's happened time and time again with sometimes in this later stretch of June. Because as we know, June has not fared well with the Washington Nationals up to this point. They are 3-12 and in this month alone. 3-12 and after going 14-15 and in last May, being a very good baseball club, being at a rough, above, not above 500, but around a 500 baseball team. That was not the expectations for this team. Plain and simple. This national team was never going to be a 500 club. It just wasn't. It doesn't have the talent. And also, if you see the inevitable trade that will happen at this deadline, who could it be? Who are we going to be shipping off? Because this team's going to get a lot more raw and a lot more young as this season goes on. That's a given. And it's going to happen. So prepare yourself for it. But yesterday's game just kind of shows you the talent gap of this team. The talent gap even compared to the St. Louis Cardinals, which, by the way, they are an ultimate disappointment, a complete disappointment. But they have the talent still on offense. You look at that lineup, that lineup can put up five-plus runs or even 10-plus runs on any given Tuesday, any day. This Nationals team does not have that. This Nationals team doesn't really have the capabilities of coming back from these large deficits the way that the St. Louis Cardinals have or the way that the Colorado Rockies have, even playing at Coors Field. It's simple. It's the lack of talent that's on display for the Nationals. And while the offense, you can't really blame them. You can't. Lane Thomas, again, carried the game. Again, Corey Dickerson, again, Luis Garcia. You can't blame those guys. It was Josiah Gray. Josiah Gray did not have his A stuff. And the no, by the way, not even to mention, the bullpen comes in. Carl Edwards Jr. gives up two earned runs of himself, walks two batters coming in. Chad Cool comes in, looks good, did walk a batter though as well. 
and Jordan Weems came in, struck out two in an inning. The bullpen wasn't bad. Wasn't bad at all. Carl Edwards Jr. got rocked around a little bit, and that's kind of been the common theme here in the month of June for him. It hasn't been so pretty. He's had some ups and he's had some downs as he continues to walk more and more batters as this season goes on. And his trade value continues to sink and sink down lower and lower. This Nationals team does not have the talent or the skill players of teams like the Cardinals. They don't have the stadium that's offensive friendly like Coors Field. So these games will happen if you don't have your A game as far as starting pitching goes, especially if you have to give four innings to this Nationals bullpen. Good luck trying not to score runs off them. Good luck. Because really anyone at any point is going to score off this Nationals bullpen. And if you don't know that, just check out any game. Watch a game. And you see this Nationals bullpen and see what they do. Because night and night again, they blow it. But yesterday they did not. That was on Josiah Gray and what he didn't do and what he didn't have. His command was fine. He only walked one batter yesterday. He struck out six in those five innings. But the flashes of the 2022 Josiah Gray was back, giving up those two home run balls. That is where the key difference is of 2023, in my opinion. While his walk rate is still lower than what it was last year, you're starting to see that improvement. But as of recent, the long ball has started to bite him in the butt a little bit. And it's now raised his ERA to a 3.64. When just last week, it was at a 3.0 flat. No one should be concerned about this. No one. No one should be concerned. The Cardinals offense is legit. 100% legit. You cannot just sleep on them just because of their record. Because the record ain't bad because of this offense. It's because of the pitching. As we saw yesterday with the Nationals scoring five runs in those first two innings off Jack Flaherty. So now tonight, maybe we can have that luck. Maybe the Nationals can get in with that because they so desperately need a win. I'm going to tell you why they need that win a little bit later on in the show as the Nationals do play the Cardinals tonight at 7.05 Eastern time. You can catch Josiah Gray, Mackenzie Gore, and the Washington Nationals, and every pitch of the Nats' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. And before we get into this draft conversation, this is going to be a really interesting conversation for people who are looking at the MLB draft. Because the Nationals, they do have some options here. And really, if the Pirates do pass on Dylan Cruz, which, by the way, is an absolute total possibility. I'm going to get into that a little bit later on here. If the Pirates do pass on Dylan Cruz, and if the Nationals do take Wyatt Langford, do I think that it will be because of the Nats prospects like Robert Hassel and Elijah Green being a little bit poor this year? Let's just be honest and say it as the nicest way possible. I'm going to answer that question. But before we do that, I got to tell you guys about our friends over at game time. And guys, I'm going to the game tonight. And what am I going to do? I'm going to wait until the last second going into Nationals Park because buying tickets to your game aren't that stressful with game time. 
You can go on flash deals and last minute tickets, just like I'm going to do tonight. And they're easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. But my favorite part of game time is that they have images of your seat views. If you're at Wrigley Field or Nationals Park, you can see if there's any obstructed view. Can I see a high fly ball? Can I not see a high fly ball? Game time has you set and covered just like they have me covered tonight. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And now let's get into talking about the MLB draft and the question that I have posed here. Will the Nationals' prospect struggles affect what they do in the MLB draft in 2023? I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off and tell you no. That's not how this will work, and that's not how the Nationals will be thinking of this. When you have guys like Robert Hassel, who at one point was probably the most prized prospect in that return of last summer with Juan Soto, he has fallen off a cliff, simply put. His production and his slugging numbers in particular have taken a massive blow. Robert Hassel so far in 2023, while he's been rehabbing in some points of it, he's now in A Harrisburg, and that is where he aligns. So far in 53 games on this young season, his slugging is down over 100 points from 2022. And in 2022, when the Nationals traded for him, his slugging numbers completely took a dip as well. He had a 407 slug last year. So far in 53 games in 2023, he's got a 305 slug. He's got a 222 batting average. He's got a 339 on base percentage. All of those numbers across the board are lower from what they were just last year. Now, while he's got two triples compared to only one triple last year, He's got 11 RBIs. He's only got two home runs in those 53 games. Robert Hassel has really taken a dip, really has. And is it a concerning factor? Yeah, a little bit, if I'm going to be completely honest. Now, while he did battle a hand injury all offseason, getting into that, and he officially broke it at that Arizona Fall League appearance just last fall. But still, to not see the slugging, and to really see what he has done so far in the month of June, because it's been a really brutal June for Robert Hassel. He's got a 196 batting average, a 246 on base percentage, a 250 slugging, and a 496 OPS in June. Is he hurt? I don't know. Probably not. He's still playing every day. Is he still recovering from that hand injury? I'd imagine so. But still, it's definitely noteworthy. But the question is, with also Elijah Green, who, by the way, has struggled so far in 2023, he's got a 230 batting average, a 670 OPS, and a 332 slug. Now, that is way more concerning to me than Robert Hassel. Just because, Elijah Green, you drafted the power. You took him at number three overall in last year's draft because of the power. Elijah Green's got all the tools in the world to be a top player in this class to be a top player in minor league baseball, to be a top prospect on any given board. But so far this year, in 54 games, he's only got three home runs. He's got 32 walks. But most importantly, he's got 94 strikeouts. 
94 strikeouts in those 54 games. That is not good for anyone at any level. Now, while he has improved since early on in this season, and he's improved dramatically, by the way, striking out and drawing more walks and just being overall more efficient at the plate, but the power is not there. And that part of this is a little concerning. So to tail back to the question, will these Nationals prospects affect the MLB draft and what the Nationals do in the draft in particular with that first overall or the second overall pick rather? And the answer is no. You have someone like Paul Skeens there. And if Paul Skeens is there, the Nationals will absolutely take him. Let's talk about the draft history of Mike Rizzo and what he has done. He loves himself a right-handed pitcher that's going to be throwing and really sitting at 99 miles per hour to 100 miles per hour as Paul Skeens did the other night. And on the other hand, a really good slider with a really solid changeup. That is what Paul Skeens does. And oh, by the way, his frame, he's six foot six, if that helps you as well. That is Mike Rizzo's guy. He will not pass on him just because of Robert Hassel and Elijah Green struggling down in the minors. The Nationals are going to have plenty of cracks to improve this farm system. You're going to get guys in return for trades, whether it be trading away a Lane Thomas, whether it be trading away a Yarlan Susanna, or name that prospect, name that guy. Mike Rizzo will be able to figure that out down the road. Maybe you spend on a guy like a Jason Worth, like we did in 2011. There are different options that the Nationals will be able to take if those guys weren't to turn out and if they weren't to really develop the way that they want them to develop. But not right now. You can't pass on a guy like Paul Skeens and take Wyatt Langford at number two overall. You simply cannot. And Wyatt Langford is a stud. An absolute stud. But still, your eyes are on the prize. Paul Skeens is the prize of the 2023 draft. Paul Skeens and what he has done, you ask anyone who covers college baseball, anyone like a Carl Ravitch from ESPN, the most dominant pitcher he has ever seen with his own eyes. Someone who has been calling the College World Series forever. And oh, by the way, Paul Skeens doing that on the biggest stage possible in college baseball over in Omaha on Saturday night, completely dominating that game. Paul Skeens is the prize of this draft. He has the highest ceiling of this draft in any situation you look at it. I truly believe that. Dylan Cruz, awesome player, awesome prospect. He's got the highest floor by far. I think his floor is being a star and his ceiling is being a superstar. That's how good Dylan Cruz is. Paul Skeens, his floor is a little bit lower than a star. I think he's going to be a very good pitcher if it doesn't work out for him. Work out. You see what I'm saying? And his floor, or his ceiling rather, who knows what it is. It's Steven Strasburg maybe if he didn't get hurt. That's his ceiling. And a lot of people are scared of that comparison. You must not remember the Steven Strasburg that I remember. Rookie year Steven Strasburg when he was throwing 99. And then he reinvented himself after Tommy John and he's mid-90s with a filthy changeup and filthy breaking pitches. Paul Skeens has that potential. But not only does he have that potential, he has a potential to carry on that torch and just sit 99 for the rest of his career like a Jacob DeGrom. Like those guys. The guys who have won multiple Cy Youngs. The guys who are getting multi-hundred million dollar contracts. Those guys. But if Dylan Cruz were there, 
The pick is a no-brainer. It is Dylan Cruz, and you don't look back. Even if Paul Skeens is still there. Dylan Cruz is that good. And that is the only way I see the Nationals taking an outfielder. Not taking Wyatt Langford out of Florida, while his bat and his power is mesmerizing at times. He's just not the prospect of a Skeens or a Cruz. Cruz in particular, again, if he's there, you just have to take him because of what the promises are about him. Playing center field, doing all the different things that will help this Nationals team win more down the line. That is the only scenario in which the Nationals will take an outfielder prospect. Believe me, we could be surprised, but I don't think we will be because Mike Rizzo doesn't really play around with this. He's not going to take someone for underslot. That's not what the Nationals do. They're going to take the best player available, and it's more than likely going to be Paul Skeens. And if it's not Paul Skeens, it's Dylan Cruz. So this Nationals team, just because Robert Hassel and Elijah Green are struggling big time down in the minor leagues in this system, doesn't mean the Nationals will then take outfield. It ain't that easy. We got time to develop those guys, and I still believe in both of them as prospects. But again, it is noteworthy to say that they have struggled mightily down in the farm in 2023. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen. The Nationals play the Cardinals tonight at 7.05 Eastern time. Catch every pitch of the Nats hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. And before we get into previewing tonight's game, that's what we're going to do next, actually. We're going to preview tonight's game, as in my opinion, it is a must-win game for the Washington Nationals. I'm going to tell you why I think that after this. Now we get back into it as Mackenzie Gore takes the mound against another hefty lefty with Will Montgomery, or Jordan Montgomery, rather, of the St. Louis Cardinals, former Yankees pitcher who they got in that Harrison Bader trade just last year. Montgomery has been the Cardinals' best pitcher this season. On the other hand, Mackenzie Gore has also been very good. His best starts, talking about Gore here, have been the Nationals' best game so far in 2023. Mackenzie Gore, when he had that 11-strikeout day, that's what I expect to see tonight. But here's the thing. When you have right-handed bats all across this lineup, like a Jordan Walker, like a Nolan Arenado, like a Paul Goldschmidt, those heavy-hitting bats, that is not a fun thing for Mackenzie Gore. It is not a fun one to deal with. Because you have guys like Goldie, Arenado, and then a young buck like a Jordan Walker, who, by the way, is a nasty hitter. And, oh, by the way, he was picked one draft ahead of Cade Cavalli. Not fun to think about. But that Nationals team tonight against the Cardinals with Mackenzie Gore on the mound, it is a must-win game. Because let's add this side note here. If you're like myself, and you went to a lot of postseason baseball games with the Nationals in the 2010s, I was there for the NLDS Game 5 in 2012 when Drew Storm came out of the bullpen and blew the Nationals lead. Blew the game, blew the series, blew everything. I hate the St. Louis Cardinals. I despise the St. Louis Cardinals. Despise everything about this organization. What they did 
and what they cause. I wish anything but good besides winning tonight's game. The Nationals have got to win this game. And it's not just because I hate the St. Louis Cardinals. It simply is not. But the Nationals have now lost four straight games. And when you have only won three games in the month of June, and you've lost 12 of those games, 4-12 and 12 sounds a lot better than 3-13. and 13. I don't know about you guys, but it truly does. And if you fall to 3-13 and 13 on this season in the month of June, that is not good. Especially considering the fact that this Nationals team was winning around 42% of their games at one point this season. And now it's starting to tumble down this long, long hill. And these are games that you're supposed to win against pitching staffs that aren't up to date. But the good thing is, is that the Nationals can take advantage of a staff like this. With someone like Jordan Montgomery, you think of the right-handed bats. Lane Thomas, per usual. Lane Thomas, Kibet Ruiz, maybe Riley Adams who catches tonight. Who knows at this point? But when you look at these guys like a Joey Manessis, you want to see the power step up. When you look at Victor Robles, you want to see the power step up. I wouldn't be surprised to see C.J. Abrams taken out of the lineup tonight for an Ildemaro Vargas. There are different ways, and then even Stone Garrett as well. He could be in this lineup tonight to take advantage and try to get some runs and try to manufacture your own way. The Nationals got to take advantage of tonight, and they have to avoid any way possible to lose five straight games at this point. Four straight games is enough. Five or even even six tomorrow is not good. So you guys can catch every pitch in the Nationals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Nationals because the Nationals play the Cardinals tonight at eight or at 7.10 Eastern time. And thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'll be over at the game tonight. If you see me, say what's up. I'll say what's up. I love talking Nationals when I am at the game. I'll be with the Cardinals fan, though, so that will not be fun. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Go Nats, maybe. Please win. We'll talk about it tomorrow.